0: to everybody waking up with us on yet another wonderful monday here at the amanda seals show i'm amanda seals chilling here with my homeboy nails good morning nails with a z good morning good
2: morning back from the weekend i'm bringing this weekend energy back into the week baby let's do it (laughs) let me tell y'all something
0: this, this is a testament to the difference between me and Nails. Nails weekends be turn-up time, turn-up, turn-up time. <laughs> My weekends be like, ooh, what can I watch on the couch? Ooh, yeah. Maybe take a tennis lesson. <laughs> like,
2: Damn, tennis too?
0: <laughs> you know, Nails, I'm really... I got to get I gotta make more fit. I got to get working out again. I feel like I'm not i'm not being exercisey enough and that is a slippery slope to at this age like just bad health you know what i mean like you gotta really be mindful about it so i really uh just a side note starting your day if you're not exercising at least twice a week everybody out there make sure you make that a part of your schedule (laughs) so we can keep ourselves healthy and vibrant for every day not just monday now, we have a healthy and vibrant show for you right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Nails, what do we have in store for folks this hour?
2: You know, we're kicking it off with some blacker news. We're going to go back to this Arkansas video from 1957 that just shows you how pervasive racism was in Little Rock. And Jerry Jones claimed that he didn't know about racism. It just doesn't make sense.
0: Wait. No, Okay, he didn't say he didn't know about racism He was just like, I was just there to see what they was doing And it's like, okay, you know, like if an alligator escapes and is going down the street You might stop to see what it's doing But like (laughs) when a black child is trying to get into your school And everybody else is there who's screaming obscenities at them and trying to intimidate them You ain't just there to see what those people are doing So cut it out, juror, but we're going to talk about that more
2: what else Absolutely. we got going on? Also, LeBron James, he's calling out reporters for not asking about the Jerry Jones situation, the way that they asked about the Kyrie situation. So we'll let them hear that from LeBron himself.
0: Um, You know, the thing about that is I appreciate LeBron in this situation being real direct. That's my—I really just love directness, and so I can't wait to talk about this one.
2: Yeah, and also, what is the expiration date on an engagement?
0: I mean, I think that this really requires a very good conversation, Nails, because I think some people have a hard line here, and I want to put down my bottom line.
2: And I also want to ask you what you did in Chicago, because I know deep dish pizzas, and you know I'm a foodie. Deep dish pizzas is real big out there in Chicago. I want to know if you ate a deep dish pizza, how many people turned up with you over there in Chicago as well. So let's uh, let's talk about that this hour. Yes, we
0: are going to talk about my Chi-Town shenanigans when we get back. So make <laughs> yeah. sure you stick around right here to the Amanda Seal Show. You can stay connected with us 24-7 on all socials at Seal Said It. And give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA8. That's 1-855-262-6328. I know it's early, so let me slow that number down for you. 1-855-262-6328. All right, now wake up, wake up, wake up. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It is the Amanda Seal Show. Good morning, y'all. Welcome back right here to the Amanda Seal Show. It is a lovely day to keep it a hundred. Nails fill them in.
2: Yeah, LeBron James finally got direct about how disappointed he was in the media because they didn't ask him questions about the Jerry Jones photo from Arkansas in 1957, like there was pressuring him to talk about Kyrie's situation, about the anti-Semitism post or whatever on mm-hmm. Twitter. Yo, listen, listen to this right here.
1: I was wondering why I haven't gotten a question from you guys about the Jerry Jones photo. But when the Kyrie thing was going on, you guys were quick to ask us questions about that. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I don't even want you guys to say nothing. When I watch Kyrie talk and he says, I know who I am, but I want to keep the same energy when we're talking about my people and the things that we've been through. That Jerry Jones photo is one of those moments that our people black people have been through in america and i feel like as a black man as a black athlete as someone with power and a platform when we do something wrong or or something that people don't agree with it's on every single tabloid every single news coverage it's on the bottom ticker it's asked about every single day But it seems like to me that the whole Jerry Jones situation photo and I know it was years and years ago and we all make mistakes. I get it. But it seemed like it's just been buried under like, oh, it happened. Okay, we just we just move on. And I was just kind of disappointed. that I haven't received that question from you guys. Appreciate it.
0: All right. So let me tell you, all we played it in full so you could hear everything he said. But that was the equivalent of when your mother says to you, tell me why you went out when I told you not to go out. Don't answer me. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, facts That's facts, bro Nah, that's facts
0: <laughs> You just asked that's me a direct facts. question I Don't answer me I don't want your answer Well, in addition to LeBron's statements which I, think, which, which I think were very poignant And very necessary We'd love to play you this Very poignant and very necessary quote From the late, great, incredible Legendary, iconic author Toni Morrison
1: Don't you understand That the people who do this thing Who practice racism right. Are bereft There is something distorted about the psyche. It's a huge waste and it's a corruption and a distortion. It's like, it's a profound neurosis that nobody examines for what it is. It feels crazy, it is crazy. And it has just as much of a deleterious effect on white people and possibly equal as it does black people.
2: She said it. She said deleterious.
0: You see what I'm saying? (laughs) Now, I think what she's saying is so poignant here because it really does ring true to what many of us have come to see about the way that racism behaves. It speaks to the reality that Jerry Jones at 14, standing there with this mob of people that are carrying out this same type of thinking, is not going to be some individual thinker out there that is, um, you know, just keeping it quiet is kept until 82 years old. If Jerry Jones at 14 was a unique thinker, like we've seen with folks out of the Parkland shooting, like we've seen with um, Greta Thunberg, you know, I was one of those kids, like, everybody going left and I was like, no, 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 this is not the thing to do we would have known that he was that type of person a long time before now yeah. okay so yeah. Oh, yeah you know this this racism thing is strong it is powerful and it is impactful in this nation and in this world in a very real way and i don't know about you nails but you grew up in florida like me it, it's it's so much easier for people to go along with it in many ways than to just go against it
2: Absolutely. You know what I want to hear from Jerry Jones right now? He, he keeps saying, you know, I was 14 years old. I didn't know what was going on out there at the time. If you look at that picture, nobody it looks like nobody in there knew what was going on, because if, if that's the case, because he's standing right there in the middle of all of the fiasco. But what I want to hear from Jerry Jones in 2022 is not the fact that I don't know what was going on. I've heard somebody say this as well. I want to hear him flat out denounce racism. That's it.
0: You know who you heard say that? Me on Charlemagne's show on Thursday night last week. (laughs) Because why can't you simply just say, I may not have known what was going on then, but I know what it is now. And racism has no place in my organization. It has no place in this nation. It has no place in any households. Cut it. That's what he should be saying. So I'm with you. And as for LeBron, I'm always with people using their power and their platform to speak truth to change. And he was not wrong when he said, y'all was coming at my neck about Kyrie, but now y'all ain't got nothing to say about Jerry. Mm, Uh, No, baby. Bars. Okay. (laughs) Bars. My dog with the bars. Let's
2: go, Amanda.
0: (laughs) That's coming up next, what is the expiration date for an engagement Former love and hip-hop couple Chrissy Lamkin and rapper Jim Jones still ain't married, good. and Chrissy is done wanting it. But we're going to discuss it right here on The Amanda Seals Show. Don't go anywhere. The
3: Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we
2: up. Good
0: morning. It is your favorite common sense specialist and funny girl, Amanda Seals. Welcome back to... The Amanda Seals Show. Uh, we are also joined by the homie DJ Nails. Nails, what did you do this weekend?
2: I did a lot this weekend. I spent a oh. lot of time with my frat brothers uh, because it was our Founders Day, Happy 116th to the brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, and I went to an Amy Winehouse. It was like a cover band that did an Amy Winehouse tribute. As you could tell, and yeah, you're I mean, a fan. I love Amy Winehouse, and um, yeah, a lot of turning up. I'm a little hungover today from last night too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yo you um, you, well, you, you 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 <laughs> you had a very eventful week you was viral on social media dog was <sighs> on the shade room you got to tell us what happened in chicago
0: So, y'all, I was in Chicago this weekend for the last shows of my Black Outside Again tour. Shout out to everybody who supported the tour. Uh, You know, I was very excited to go on tour. And then just the tour itself ended up being a very stressful experience. So I must say that it is a relief to finally be done. And also just kind of, like, plant my roots and really, like like get this show like the Amanda Seale show like get it really popping the way we want to but I was in Chicago and of course everything has to end with a bang first night in Chicago remember these are the shows that were tried to like they tried to give these shows away to uh, comedian Gabriel Iglesias Mm -hmm. like the the Chicago improv essentially was like yeah he wants the dates so we're gonna give them away and I actually said on my Instagram y'all they're trying to give away these Chicago dates and the sisters wasn't having it people (laughs) called up there people emailed up there people physically went up to the venue so it was very important for me to come out here and really knock this out nails so i get out here and first night i'm doing the show and then there's like a ruckus in the back and i can hear like a ruckus i'm like what's going on back there and someone says somebody back here messing up the show somebody (laughs) back he messing up the show and i said what's going on and i hear from the from the audience you're everything that's wrong with america I'm like, oh, wow. I was like, am I? You just don't like hearing the truth? You're everything that's wrong with America. I said, nah, the problem is that y'all don't want to hear the truth about this country. And that is why you're what's wrong with America. My man was like, yo, your voice (laughs) got mad deep, yo. (laughs) It was so great, though, to see how quick security got there. Okay? Because I had my brothers from the nation that was with me, the FOI, but then. security of the venue, they beat them there. I mean, I guess they're, you know, they they here all the time at the venue, so they're really able to peep and get to the get to the bottom of it. They was like, Toon-toon! these two brothers look like they've been doing push-ups since 1997.
3: Okay, and like, they never stopped. Like, the swoleness, it was just like,
0: swole. So, they went up there, they got him moving, and I said, oh, here we go, y'all. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you
3: come back no more.
0: Don't you come no back no, more no flat. You hear it? You hear the people? The people was here for it, so they got like, escorted out. And my man was out there when this, with the guy got taken out the venue. And he said that the guy kept talking mess, and then even tried to like come at the security guards. And the guy is like five five, trying to oh, like man. come at the security guards who are 6'5". No exaggeration. And then my man said. They straight Fresh Prince jazzed him. Like, remember on Fresh Prince of Bel Air, how they would just like throw jazz? <laughs> they literally like hoisted him out the menu. So you question. know, go ahead.
2: And and I don't know if you want to tell this because I know comedians. You guys, you, you protect what you say at your shows. Um, but mm-hmm. oh, what was I what us, was I talking yeah, about? What what would you say specifically where he stood up and said what he said?
0: Well, listen. Let's be real. If you come to an Amanda Seale show, you know you're going to get conversation about a number of political po- po- a number of political topics. Specifically, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about racism, and I feel like at that point in the show, what I was talking about was the difference between white people, people who happen to be white allies and co-conspirators, and the the, the spectrum of where people show up in their whiteness, and also just talking about how important it is at this point, like. You know what? If you out here and you you benefit from white privilege and you need to be busy being louder than us about challenging racism. Mm. And I think that just set him off. But you listen over the course of the show. I'm talking about gun control. I'm talking about Roe v. Wade. I'm talking about I mean, I do a different set every set, because when I'm in a comedy club and I have five shows over the course of a weekend, like, Just to keep myself entertained, I'm not going to do the same set every time. Mm -hmm. But I can't remember exactly what else I was talking about in that set, but I know that I did do that bit. And I guess that set him off, Nails. He just couldn't couldn't get down with the idea of white people being co-conspirators. And he was very much ex-military. He was also, by the way, he wasn't even white. He was Mexican. And I'd be like, they don't Mm -hmm. like you
3: either! Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So... Nonetheless, I ended up on Shade Room, which I think ended up also like selling some more tickets. So shout out to everybody who came out to the shows this weekend. They were incredible. Uh, You know, I think people really had a great time. And I got to say, I want to especially thank people for coming out to Schaumburg, which is an hour away from Chicago. They have no business calling this venue the Chicago Improv. Mm. It is an hour outside of the city. So those are some real, friends, real fans. And thank you to everybody who supported me on this tour. You all are incredible. Uh, it is very hard for me. Not Let me not say that. Touring is exhausting. You know, going on planes all the time and hot and hotels and going to different venues. Some people really love it. I'm a cancer. I'm a homebody. It's not really my favorite thing, but I do love performing for y'all and meeting y'all at meet and greet and et cetera. So big ups. Shout out to everybody. I will be back on the road at some point next year and uh, tickets are now on sale for my little baby small show An Evening with Amanda Seals at the Improv Lab at Hollywood Improv on January 27th. So that'll be a nice little intimate space and uh there's only 65 tickets, so if you're planning on coming, get your tickets mm. now. So that was my weekend, Nails. And then I got to go to Shed Aquarium in Chicago, which is always my favorite
2: place to go. Oh, what? damn, an eventful weekend indeed. <laughs> for real.
0: Well, we got more coming up for you right here. Also, tell us what you did this weekend. Call us up at 1-855-AMANDA-8. We're going to be checking in to see what's on your mind next on The Amanda Seals Show. The
3: Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com
1: and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
0: Good morning happy Monday, y'all. Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, joined by my homeboy, Nails. Now, we love hearing from you. Because we love having the chance to find out what's on your mind. So let's go to the phone lines at 1-855-AMANDA-8 and see what's on that mind of y'all's with a listener who has something to say about Apple potentially removing the Twitter app. We discussed this last week, and I see y'all still had thoughts about it. So talk to us. Uh,
2: What's on my mind is the situation about Apple trying Mm. to take the Twitter icon out of the Apple Store. Mm -hmm. So if Apple wanted to take Twitter out of the uh, Apple Store... Then we just gonna protest Apple and we gonna stop buying iPhones and we gonna start going to Android. How about that?
0: You might (coughs) be alone in that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yo. (sighs) (sighs) No shade. No shade.
3: No shade. No shade. But. I be knowing. That's not going
0: to happen. Don't get me wrong. I know people love Twitter, but if it's a choice between your iPhone and Twitter, I don't think people are going to make the transition, Nails. That bird
2: can fly away. And that's my favorite platform. (laughs) But I'd rather let that bird fly away to his nest than give up my iPhone because I got Apple everything and I refuse.
0: And I think also like the reason why it would be going is also just the reason why we should all be leaving the app anyway. (laughs) Like, you know, so sis, I'm going to see you on Black Planet, though, you can catch us at (laughs) Seal Said It, wherever you have all your social media. And um, I'm sure we would find another way to still connect with each other outside of Twitter. Somebody got an app that they cooking up right now, just waiting for Twitter to fall so they could be like, ah
2: Or they can go back the old school way and just call us up anytime at 855-AMANDA-8. 855-262-6328. That's the phone number. Save it in your phone, whether you got an Android or you got a regular rotary phone at home. 855-262-6328 anytime.
0: (laughs) Now up next, Donald Trump's tax returns are now on the line because they're in the hands of the House Ways and Means Committee. And uh, we're going to tell you all about it on The Amanda Seal Show.
3: The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We
0: back to the Amanda Seals show. Hope everybody is having a happy, high vibration Monday. Uh I am Amanda
2: Seals. And I am Nails. And we up, we up, we up.
0: We are <laughs> up. We are up. We are up. We are up. So please let us know what we got coming up up
2: up this hour. Alright, Black Erit News. We're going to get into it after a long legal battle. And some people say we're just the House Ways and Means Committee, which Amanda's going to break that down for us when we talk about it. But he's been battling everybody. Donald Trump Six years of his tax returns have been turned over. Also, a four-day week study shows that employers and employees benefit. I like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. This four-day work week is something that I think a lot of people are going to be very into. And I am very supportive of it because I have instilled it in my own life. So we're going to talk about that.
2: wonder if we're talking about working from home or working hybrid or actually working in the oh, building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of, too. speaking of working from home. There's some people saying that it's uh, causing the professionalism to be taken out of the job. We got to talk about this because it's saying it leads to bad work habits.
0: I think we have to really break this down because I think a lot of people really don't realize that they are not self-motivated. <laughs> and until they are working from home, they find that out in real time. And so you got to know yourself and we're going to talk about these things that you can identify whether you are a remote worker or not when we get back. Now, we also got the big up let down for the day. Who am I going to give props to? Who am I going to give blows to? It's always a toss up, but you know we have many to choose from. So stick <laughs> around for that. We will have more for you at the Amanda Seal Show. And we also have more for you on socials. So make sure you follow us 24-7 at Seals Said It on the Instagrams, on the Twitters, on the Black Planets. And give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Listen, laugh, and learn with us, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. On a Monday. Good morning, y'all. Happy Monday from your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. Nails, what do we got for folks on this black News?
2: Let's jump right into it. Topic number one, the House Ways and Means Committee has gained access to six years of Donald Trump's uh, taxes. And this is interesting because this man has been telling people for years that I'm going to turn it in. I'm going to turn it in. But he hasn't been turning it in. Even having court battles. Now they have it. First off, what is the House and means and community or committee what, what what's that hilarious title?
0: okay so in the house they have different committees and they have different uh representatives that are uh assigned to each committee and those committees have specific responsibilities so the u.s house ways and means committee uh they are a government body that's charged with reviewing and making recommendations for government budgets and since 1865 The committee has continued to exercise jurisdiction over revenue and related issues such as tariffs, so like taxes, reciprocal Mm -hmm. trade agreements with other countries, etc., and the bonded debt of the United States. So basically, they're making sure that the money is flowing the way it's supposed to go. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't know how effective they are at that, but this man being the president, his taxes fall under that because... Presidents are supposed to pay taxes the way that they're supposed to, like everybody else. And it has Uh, long been rumored and suspected that Trump has been actually operating outside of the law in his taxes. So... This is very important that this is finally getting to the House Ways and Means Committee because he's been evading this for a long time. And I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. Why would you be evading doing this if there was nothing real for them to find? And I remember one time him bragging about that he only paid like seven hundred and fifty dollars in taxes or something like that.
2: Yeah, I remember. Baby, seeing that. Come
0: on now. You you writing off whatever, whatever. And again, I cannot stress this. He is not a good businessman. He is a cheater and he is a liar and he has been in trouble many times for discrimination and he has swindled people out of their money. So it would be no surprise to find out that he may have swindled America out of its tax money. He gets hundreds of millions on returns from the IRS based on fraud. And when it comes down to it, I want to point this out. Al Capone was one of the biggest organized criminals in our nation's history, they didn't get him on murder. They didn't get him on him being a mob boss. You know what they got him on? Tax evasion. Mm. Okay. Mm. So this could be another situation where even after this man incited an entire insurrection off of a lie, mm-hmm. and possibly sold secrets to a foreign government, mm. he probably won't get brought down from tax evasion. Watch. And, he and, gonna be. He 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 could have been in the cell with Wesley Snipes.
2: Oh, damn. (laughs) And I was wondering that, too. Like, okay, all these years of him uh, evading them, getting his tax returns. Now they finally got his tax returns in the House. But this is the last, what, few days of this current U.S. House? Like, what do they do with him? Like, why?
0: I mean, listen, you know, before this election, I may have agreed with you and said... Not agreed, but I mean, I may have felt the same as you. Like, well, great big whoop. But now that he has failed so crazily in the election results with his people that he backed. Now that he has aligned himself with people like Kanye and Nick Fuentes, et cetera, I'm seeing a lot of Republicans outwardly denounce him as someone that they are behind. So I think back when he was somebody that they were looking at as could possibly their savior, they were all blindly supporting him. And now they're all not. There's definitely dissension within the party. So I won't be surprised to see that, you know, now that the House is being run by Republicans, I wouldn't be surprised to see there still be an effort made to take him to task.
2: Mm, That'd be interesting
0: to see. Well, you know, and the other thing, too, is that two of his judges that he had appointed canceled the special master review of the documents in the Mar-a-Lago case on Thursday. So people are turning on him. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that he put in place to protect him, they like,
3: "Mm, I don't know. It's getting hot.
0: It's getting hot. We're actually going to talk a little bit later in the show about somebody who was really riding with him and people are turning on him too. Dr. Oz So we're going to get into that a little bit later. But I want to talk about this four day work week because I know a lot of people are like, ooh, four day work week. That sounds like something I want to know what that be like.
2: Yeah, yeah, so a four-day work week study actually shows that employers and employees are both benefiting from a four-day work week. So, could you see a lot of companies in the country going to that four-day work week? Well, you know, that sounds a lot
0: like right.
3: <laughs> okay, nails,
0: you know what I mean? That sounds too <laughs> much like right and corporations <laughs> don't typically operate on the right side of right, particularly when it deals with humans and the workforce you know I feel like so often decisions are made not out of what would be best for even the company's revenue but they rarely make decisions out of what's best for the company's workforce like it ends up being about power right it ends up being about like how do we make sure that we have these people in our grasp for as long as possible we've seen even like with companies like Google what they would do is I don't have you ever been to a Google like, I've, never, I've location. never been to
2: a Google camp- uh, campus, never, not yet.
0: So the idea is that it's just so fun that you never want to leave work. Like that's the trickery, right? Like there's like a certain like distance from each work pod that is like equanimical to snacks. Um, like they have like food, they have alcohol, they have ping pong tables, like they have all the different jump? types at the job, because the idea is that like you just want to stay at work and have fun while also getting your work done. So there's a lot of thought process around that, but it still is keeping y'all in the, in the building, keeping y'all in the building. Definitely. Listen, I'm an, um, I'm an independent contractor And I, before doing the radio show, I mean, I was set up on a four day work week where I would make sure that I just did most of my meetings and stuff on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. I would still do stuff. But really, I was like, we need to keep my Fridays free. And it it really has helped in my mental health. And it's just helped me be, I think, as a creative, it's helped me to better separate the business from the creative of things and be more responsible that way. But. Again, we'll see what companies do. Listen, we got to look at corporations. Corporations have no, like for instance, in Hollywood, corporations have seen time and time again that black performers, black actors, black movies do well, black TV shows do well, and they still are like, mm, we don't know if we can do a black show if white people aren't on it. So, it's it's not always about what makes the most sense. So we'll see how this turns out, but. At least there's science behind it. And I think there's something to be said for when studies are done, you have empirical proof and you can make real decisions. And folks can really get behind that in the workplace and say, we're not just saying this off out of our necks. Look, Cambridge supports us too. Well, what do you all think? Do you want a four-day work week? Hit us up at one eight five five amanda 8 What would you do with your four-day work week? If y'all had that Friday... To yourself, what would you do with your Friday that you don't get to do right now? Let us know. Now, coming up next, we'll keep this conversation about work going because remote work has apparently led to some bad habits. And some of y'all hear that and are like, ooh, she's yelling at me. Stop yelling at me. (laughs) We're going to get into this when we get back to the Amanda Steel Show. Don't move.
3: The Amanda Steel Show. We up, we up, we up.
2: All right, we're back. Happy Monday. It is the Amanda Seals show. That is Amanda Seals right there. I'm Nails. And we're jumping right into this. We were just talking about four day work weeks. And a lot of those are employees who are actually working hybrid. Some people work from home. Some people work in the building. Some people mix a little bit of both of it in. But working from home for some has taken away some professionalism of the work environment. Right. So um, remote work led to bad habits. And a woman tweeted about it. And the tweet went viral. Amanda, you got the tweet, right? I got the tweet. All right. So
0: at Michelle Tandler said, Today I had three meetings. Nobody showed up prepared. One person dialed in from the car, one from the street. One said he had reviewed my product, but he had not. I'm starting to think remote work has led to some bad habits. Anybody agree or disagree? Then someone replied back and said it's hard for me to imagine showing up to an in-person meeting with such a casual attitude I used to go into an office every day. I got up got dressed put on makeup and put on my a-game We sat in conference rooms. We conversed we showed up prepared Now, I log on Zoom and half the time the person on the other end looks like they are still in their pajamas. I meet with lawyers in hoodies. People still haven't invested in webcams or microphones. Half the time I'm looking up someone's chin and the audio quality is terrible. (laughs) This is not how I want to work for the rest of my career. I miss going downtown. I miss being around other adults during the day. I miss lunch meetings, in-person one-on-ones, the hustle and bustle of the office. Will I ever go back to that or is it sweatpants for life? Well, you know what? I think this is a really important take on it because I have experienced the same. I cannot stand when I get on a work Zoom and people have just decided that they're not going to be on camera. Why we made it a Zoom, then? Why we made it a Zoom? It's either all Zoom or not. Okay, all of us are on camera or not, especially when it'll be like a meeting where I'm the only one that doesn't work at the place. They're like meeting with me. And I get on and, like, two people are on camera and somebody else is, like, in their car, et cetera, et cetera. I think we have to understand, though, that not everybody is um, self-motivated. And as somebody who's been an independent entrepreneur for a long time, I have had to be self-motivated because if I don't make the motivation, then I ain't gonna make the money and then I ain't gonna make the mortgage, right? But if you have been in a nine to five environment for the majority of your career where there was form, there was structure, et cetera, there might not be like a natural transition to giving yourself that form, that structure and that work ethic. And you have to be real with yourself about that. Now, some people don't give a damn about their work ethic, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Mm, mm. Like, I don't know, like nails. Do you feel like you have strong work ethic when you are holding yourself accountable?
2: Oh, absolutely. I'm the guy who will wake up at four o'clock in the morning if I feel like I need to achieve something before eight o'clock a.m. I'm that guy who will wake up at four o'clock in the morning and I know I need to go to sleep a couple hours early because I will be waking up early. You know what? When when you mentioned um, people turning on their cameras and stuff on Zoom and stuff, I, I feel like the lady who we were just reading her tweets. She might be one of those people who all she does, all she lives for is to go to work. I think we had this conversation before in a previous episode of the show, which you guys, you can um, go and download it wherever you get your podcast. But we had a conversation in a previous episode of the show where some people, all they live for is work.
0: But you know what I got to say? There are people who really love their career, And I think there's a big difference that we have to identify between a job and a career. You know, for some people, it's like they just doing a gig. They just doing a job. They getting a check. And really, it's the time that they're filling between the life that they're living. But Mm -hmm. other people, they really love their work and they pour into their work and they really feel like their work is their purpose. And I don't think that's necessarily the same as being like a workaholic per se, but it can just mean that like you like the vibe. You like the energy that working and the work that you have dedicated yourself gives you i think there's also just going to be a shift in the different ways different places work and i think the place that she's working is no longer working for her so she needs to find another place to work where you can actually like be in the office also some people just don't like being home you know i'm saying like i'm a homebody there we go nails just raised his hand like (laughs) i'm a homebody. i like being home but even with that nails even with that i'm already mindfully saying like i want within a year To have a space where I can have my my podcast set for small doses, my YouTube sets for my shows on YouTube, as well as the radio show all in one place. And that I go there and do it and then come home so that my home can once again stop being my office.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: Because there's also a mindset that you get into when you leave home to go to work. And then you get to come home and it's a restful space. Yeah, And it's not your workspace. Right? I mean... when we was in this pandemic, a lot of folks were suffering from that struggle. Like some people was like, yo, I got to go outside the door and then turn around and come back inside the house to make myself feel like, okay, now I have gone to work.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's facts. That's facts.
0: Let me hear from y'all though. Do you feel like your work ethic has changed since this pandemic? Do you feel like you have shifted either for the better or for the worse working from home? Give us a call at 1 855 Amanda 8. That's 1 855 Amanda 8. I want to hear from you here at the Amanda Seal Show. I want to find out who on the Amanda Seal Show listenership is actually handling things at home or are you the one in the hoodie on the Zoom? Oh, I'm in a hoodie on the Zoom. You know what? <laughs> we'll be right back. The <laughs>
3: Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's time for the bigger
2: down. on the Amanda Seal Show. Bigger, bigger, Let down. Bigger, 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 bigger. Back here on a money making Monday on the Amanda Seal Show. Good morning Philly. Good morning Jersey. Good morning everybody who's listening on the podcast wherever you get podcasts. I'm Nails. That is Amanda Seals. What we got coming up next?
0: You know what time it is. It is time for the Big Up, Big Up up and the Let Down. Now, today's is coming all out of California. Shout to my home state of Cali. Gavin Newsom, our governor, has uh, created a reparations committee that has been working together and is going to recommend. Are y'all ready for this? They're going to recommend handing out $223,200 per person. To all descendants of slaves in California for housing discrimination. Look at Nails' face. Oh my
2: God. <laughs> at like, I want to sit down and Oh my God.
0: Of $559 billion in what would be the nation's biggest restitution effort ever. I'm silent because I want you to just take that in. So the nine-member reparations task force was formed by California Governor Gavin Newsom as part of the country's largest ever effort to address reparations for slavery. And I just want to point out that we've seen these commissions put together. This is the first time that they're actually like coming with a response and that there is an actual possibility that this is going to get handed out because the focus of the task force has been uh, housing discrimination. It's been estimated that it would cost around $569 billion to comp Compensate the 2.5 million black Californians for setbacks between 1933 and 1977. You can read about this in the New York Times, by the way, y'all. So I just need y'all to know, like, this is huge. But also, what would we do? What would happen, Nails? I don't know. (laughs) I've been really trying to think about this. Like, okay, everybody gets a check for $223,000 $223,200. $223,200. What do we do? What do we do? Do we, I, 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 in my, okay, in my initial thoughts, in my initial thoughts, I think if everybody committed to giving 5% of that to a nonprofit that is trusted and that is specifically for black elevation, community elevation, that's investing in us while at the same time keeping it for whatever purpose. But like, what happens in the hood? Like, I just, I, what happens? <laughs> Yo. like, <laughs> you know what? This also makes me kind of scary about like the whites and the Tulsa massacres of it all. You know, because they're going to be jealous. Like, how come they're getting this money? You know exactly why they're getting this money. You know exactly why the people next door to you are getting this money. So, really this is a longer like
2: conversation. The, the streets of... First of all, I don't believe it until I see them print a check. When I see one of our brothers and sisters over there in Cali... Matter of fact, Amanda, when you get your check, let me know. Then I'll believe that they're actually printing these out and giving us our reparations, finally. But, I am the, the, the moment they steps. get them, I think they will end up seeing so many dunks and impalas sliding down the street with more, with more rims on it, and the economy in California will be booming even more because you know everybody's got to go out there and spend and spend and spend in these stores and get some some uh, high-end stuff.
0: I don't know, man. I just hope it don't all get spent <laughs> on Gucci and that's all i I I'm think, think it is.
2: I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is.
0: All right, well, next up we got the...
2: Let
3: down. Go.
0: <laughs> okay. We had to get... We had to get in on this one. TJ Holmes and Amy Roback. Now, y'all, they are the Good Morning America cohankers that left their partners after an alleged months long affair. And the pictures are in HD, baby. They got caught in 4K, honey. All right. A source claims to Page Six that their romance began in March around the time they were training together for the New York City Half Marathon. So I guess all that huffing and puffing, you know, on the treadmill and running (laughs) on the path, it just, it got everything, you know, worked up. But well, TJ's black wife hired the private investigator. Now she's an attorney and got this proof, which by the way means (laughs) this divorce is going to suck. So the photos that have been released, I mean, it really shows the real deal. So this was actually a very effective private uh, investigator. It was leaked to the Daily Mail on purpose. All of this is all bad. okay? Also, then you find out that like they were having double dates with their spouses. The kids was babysitting each other. Come on, y'all. Like I just listen. Love happens. Okay, love happens. But what I don't understand, and maybe I don't understand it because I'm not married, but I don't understand the concept of just like throwing your life up in a loop like this without any regard for the people that are in the marriage with you and then. just really thinking that you can just get away with it and do things like have your kids in the mix. And, you know, it's just to me, very, very just yucky and messy and avoidable. These were two consenting adults. They broke up with their spouses in August, I guess, because they realized they were in love, but they're trying to say their relationship didn't start after that until after that. And I have a feeling that TJ's wife, the attorney has proof that that is absolutely not the case.
2: And then the fact that they were like Amy's kids was watching TJ's kids. Like this is really messy. You got the kids involved now too, man. This is messy as hell, and I like it.
0: You silly. So (laughs) I I just want to give this a letdown. Mainly not even because of the cheating, because people cheat. Like who am I? Like I'm not a cheater, but I'm not even trying to hit y'all with the self righteousness of that. The letdown is the fact that. Y'all had like your kids in it and y'all were having double dates together and y'all were still messing like that part. If you're mm. going to have an affair, do like everybody else and keep it secret and stressful. Okay? That is today's
1: let down.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's big up let down. Make sure you hit us up if you have any thoughts on either of these things because I know y'all love the tea and y'all love to tell me your thoughts. So hit us up at 1855 Amanda Eight that is one eight five five two six two six three two
2: eight. We'll play back your calls on the next
0: Amanda Seals show. The
2: Amanda
3: Seals show. We
2: up, we up, we up. It's Monday and we're back here on the Amanda Seals show. It's nails right here. That is Amanda Seals right there. Make sure you follow us on all socials at Seals Setting and tell a friend what we got going on over here every morning and on the podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we love getting your phone calls and hearing what you have to say about the show. And about the topics that we cover here. So call us anytime at 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. Now, last week, we discussed what we learned from a personal relationship about ourselves, right? And you all had something to say. So let's check in on the phone lines again. 855-262-6328. So I'm listening to the radio, and you're talking about what did we learn about ourselves from the past relationships, Um, I'm actually quite young and and still
3: in in the field, Um, but I would say my high school sweetheart relationship, I learned about myself that it is okay to not
0: fix everybody. Some people come already put together, and because I came from
3: a damaged home doesn't mean I have to look and find other people that came from damaged homes. I am the choice of how my destiny ends. So I just wanted to share that this
0: morning. Just in case you feel a little toxic, mm-hmm. you don't have to go find somebody else that's toxic. There's somebody better out there. There's somebody out there that's working on themselves just like you are.
1: So I'm just calling to uh, talk about what I've learned from my um, past relationships. Um, and I've noticed that, uh, you know, through therapy and just from kind of self-reflection, Ooh, I, like I noticed that I have what they call it, the hero complex. It's literally my uh, double-edged sword to me. Um, It's bittersweet because, of course, you don't want to see everybody fail. But at the same time, people are just going to keep taking from you, you know, if you allow them to. So, yeah, I would say that's probably what I've learned about myself through my relationships.
0: You know, that's actually similar to what I was saying. And I love that you guys were sharing. So appreciate y'all taking time to call us. And our first caller, kudos to you to being so young and identifying really early on that you have toxicities that you have to work on. Like the call, because at the beginning, I thought she was saying that like, she needed to fix the other person. But really what she was saying that she doesn't, if you're not somebody that has your act together, you don't have to be with somebody else that doesn't have their act together. You can... Be, you can you don't have to keep the toxicity going like you can be inspired by the other person to get your shit together.
2: And then that second call, I saw you really light up when he mentioned therapy. And then he said one thing that I, I want you to actually break down to me. Hero, okay. hero, hero complex. What is that?
0: I mean, to my knowledge, the hero complex is what I call the uh, save a bird, save a wounded bird complex, because it's basically just this idea that like you can help anyone just get into what they need to get into. You can save them. You can save everyone. And you can't you can't save nobody that don't want to be saved in the in the immortal words. Of three six mafia. I knew you was don't going there. Save, Go ahead. Uh, that don't save her. She don't want to be saved.
3: <laughs> 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 Listen, it's like Kanye. People just
0: keep trying to like save him. Like Fred Hammond was in my comments. Like you know, he was a sincere man when he was doing the gospel choir and everything. Cut it out. No, It was a narcissist that was looking for new sources for their narcissism to be fueled. Some people cannot be saved and some people don't want to be saved. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a great episode of Euphoria where uh, the main character, Rue, is having a conversation with her sponsor and he's basically telling her like, nothing's going to change until you decide you want to change. So, you know, we can keep having these conversations and you're going to keep relapsing. And her mom says the same thing to her. Like, I'm not going to keep trying to save you. If you don't want to be saved, it's never going to work so there's that so uh, I think it's really important as relationship, as people in relationships that we continue to have self-reflection and I love that you guys are having self-reflection and I love that you're sharing with us right here at <laughs> the Amanda Seals show now if you want to join the conversation hit us up at one eight five five amanda 8 now coming up next Dr. Ross can't get his old job back. <laughs> We're going to discuss it next when we get back right here to the Amanda Seals Show.
3: The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up.
0: to yeah, It's the Amanda Seals show. That's another song just like that. <laughs> if, we ever have, if we <laughs> ever want to have an Ethel Merman musical version of my show, that's it right there. This is Amanda Seals right here joined by the homie DJ Nails. Nails, talk to us. What's going on this
2: hour? Uh, we got going to get into some black news. A judge wouldn't let her have an abortion because she wasn't responsible enough to make that decision, forcing her to be a mother. So, Is she responsible to have the baby? Why are judges even involved in this still? That's just life in a red state in this country at this point, right?
3: Mm -hmm.
0: It really is. And I think a lot of folks saw Roe v. Wade get repealed and just thought, okay, this is a law that's being changed. And now we are getting to see in real time the repercussions of what that is. So let's get into it.
2: And I know you're ready to get into this one right here, too. Dr. Oz, who ran... To be a senator for this state of Pennsylvania, he can't get his old job back.
0: (laughs) And we will tell you why. Ooh Lord.
2: And plus a grief of divorce. Love is blind reality show couple quickly married and now they're getting divorced. We'll talk about that in our relationship segment.
0: Now, of course, it's the black couple, okay, from season two, because I know y'all like, which couple? Because you're not going to care about (laughs) certain couples. But this is the black couple. And uh, I watched season two. I did a whole reaction series to season two, Nails. You can actually check out my reaction series to Love is Blind season two on my Patreon, theamandaverse.com. And we also have the public seals announcement. You know, my weekly uh, oration, my weekly verse that I provide for you all from the mind of Amanda. So we are going to get into that P.S say stick with us anywhere stick with us 24 7 on all socials at seal set it and give us a call at one amanda 8 that's 1-855-262-6328 we're listening we're laughing and we're learning because that's what we do right here at the amanda seal show welcome back to the amanda seal show good morning to you it is a happy monday here and we are hitting y'all with all the news and the jokes and the insight that you love right here on our show
2: i'm amanda seals and I am Nails and it's time to get into some blackcurrant news. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> you know, going to it like look in the news people. Anyway, let's get into topic number 1. This one right here is something we knew we were going to eventually see, especially yeah. when they started talking about Roe v. Wade. A judge yeah. wouldn't let a girl have an abortion because she wasn't responsible enough forcing the girl to be a mom. The reason she wanted an abortion is was that she wasn't ready to be a mom. Like, why is this judge even having this type of power over women?
0: Well, because they've been empowered by the Supreme Court to do so. And in a number of cases, you know, that has been carried out in many deleterious ways. I'm just going to read y'all the story and then I want to get your thoughts. So this young lady, Giselle, had never been to court. She was 17 years old and 11 weeks pregnant and was already beginning to show. She was going to ask a judge for authorization to seek an abortion. Because she was a minor, her access to an abortion was governed by the state's parental involvement law. Okay, that makes sense. Now, she could have either notified her mother or father and gotten consent, or she could have filed a petition in her home county asking for what's known as a judicial bypass hearing she had chosen to petition. She didn't know her father... And doesn't trust her mother, whom she viewed as unreliable and volatile. Now, when she discovered she was pregnant, she traveled to an abortion clinic in Austin to get help. And the clinic helped her get a lawyer trained to help minors navigate this judicial bypass that she was looking to do. She felt that she would not make a good mother because she had just broken up with her boyfriend. She had just graduated from high school and she was working as a cashier at a grocery store. She was struggling just to make it on her own. So she thought about abortion but felt that she couldn't carry a baby for nine months and then give it away, right? So that's why abortion felt like the better option for her just even in her mental health. Mm -hmm. A 71-year-old judge denied her petition ruling that she wasn't mature enough to make this decision. 36 states, y'all, enforce statutes that require minors to notify a parent Others require them to get the consent of one or both parents to have an abortion. Several require that they do both. If a minor chooses not to involve a parent, she must prove to a judge that she is mature and well-informed enough to make a decision about abortion. Or depending on the state, she can prove that having an abortion or doing so without involving her parent is in her best interest. Now, I want to know, in what scenario can you sit across from a judge And in a matter of, what, an hour at most, probably, convince them of this. To me, there has to be way more um, uh, reviewing and involvement to truly be able to make this decision. Now, what do you think, Nails? I mean, not that I care because you're a man, but since you're on the show, what do you think?
2: I mean, it's just common sense, though. It's like, damn, Judge, if you think the girl isn't mature enough to make this decision, what makes you think she's mature enough to have the baby. Bottom line. I understand the, the, the mom's struggle. Just as she said. Like she broke up with her boyfriend. She's working the 9 to 5 at a grocery store. And she feels like she's barely making it by herself. And you're going to put this burden on this child.
0: You know what? They don't care about the woman. They don't care about the person. She, they look at her like she is just a body to be to birth. And ultimately. She managed to go to the judicial route she managed to get the right lawyer she managed to get in front of a judge do you know how mature it is to make all of those decisions decisions and actually go the legal route the legal course that to me is a is a sign of someone who's mature enough to know in a rational way what is best for them and what is not and it's really just, it just really gets my goat that we have receded back to a time where women are not able to make these decisions for themselves. And then they're forced to now raise a child, which by the way, is not an easy task for anyone, even when they Definitely. want the baby.
2: And God forbid this, this girl doesn't have any medical issue where she, you know, has to make this decision because it will either have her in a life and death situation mm-hmm. or her baby in a life or death situation. Yeah.
0: It isn't a realistic effort um, for these judges to really be doing this for people's lives. So, you know, I I hope for her sake that there's an injunction or there's a way around this. But we've seen all too many, all too often, too many cases where that just simply isn't the situation. So hopefully she at least finds another support system because her parents are not that. Now, speaking of someone who doesn't have a support system, let's talk about Dr. Oz. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Dr. Oz who ran for senator for the great state of Pennsylvania well he is uh, trying to get back in touch with his ex-TV producers but they're blowing him off because he wants to try and relaunch his TV career after his failed senate run and they're like uh uh-uh, uh nah we good bro <laughs> listen
0: listen I don't blame them. They like, we're good. You 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 like you, you you bet on a bad horse. You aligned with the wrong one. And now that wrong one is continuing to do more wrong things with wrong ones. So, this is why it's so important y'all to remind yourself that the moment you're in is not necessarily where you're going to be. And so be thoughtful you about how you position yourself we was just talking about the dude who was the attorney general no he was the uh what was he the medical jerome the brother jerome who had aligned himself oh, he with was, trump's he was, uh, um
2: he was the surgeon general the
0: surgeon general yes the surgeon general and now he can't get a job because folks is like mm, we don't want you at our university people are not going to want to take your class because you were aligned with trump I'm telling y'all, you bet on a bad horse. So sorry, Oz. That was stupid. And you were also putting forth terrible ideas of policy. And we just talked about the Roe v. Wade. And he was another one saying that women's decisions about having children should be made with themselves, their families, their physicians, and their local politicians. Get out of here. Get out of here. I'm I'm just It's over. Bye, Oz. Now, what's not over is this show. Coming up, we got more to talk about. But actually, on the theme of being over, we're going to talk about the grief of divorce. Ayana from Love Who's Blind, the reality show. She shares her sadness over her very public divorce. And we're going to talk about it because we talk about all kinds of things here at The Amanda Seals Show. The
3: Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to The Amanda Seals
0: Show. Amanda Seals here, joined by my homeboy, DJ Nails, who's going to sit this one out because he does not watch (laughs) Love is Blind. Now, I shouldn't be watching Love is Blind either because, I mean, really, why would I? But I got sucked in, as one does, with reality shows. And so I know all too well about... Ayana from Love is Blind. Uh so she recently shared the raw feelings of her divorce that she is going through. And it really is sad to hear because you know, if you watched Love is Blind, her and her Booski, Jarrett, you know, they were the black couple. We always root for the black couple. But it turns out it didn't turn out so well. So let's let's hear from Ayana.
3: It is official. <laughs> Divorce really is like a grief, and my expectations made it real, my hope made it real, my effort made it real, my tears made it real. So I'm crying for that girl that I was at the beginning of this marriage, when I was so hopeful. And I'm crying for that marriage that I thought could work. I'm crying for that that man I believed he was. <laughs> In between all that Very scheduled filming. There was good moments in there. There was connection and then cameras left and hit the wall. Mm. But don't get it twisted. I may be crying and I may be sad right now, but I'm happy that I'm moving forward. I'm happy that I'm out of something that no longer works for me.
2: Something that drained the life out of me. Hmm. Let me tell
0: you, Nails, for those of us who was watching, we knew it was going to go this way.
2: For the elders in the
0: house. Yeah, the elders in the house, we was watching and we said, oh, baby, that one
2: ain't ready. That one well, did he ain't like he was. Did he seem like he was an F boy on the show? Did he seem like he wasn't yes. genuine or something?
0: Yes, because at the end of the day, like he was really still on his like I go out every night, like I'm with the boys. And Ayana was like oh. I'm about this home life. You know, I'm I'm really trying to settle down. And his father was a a reverend or a preacher. His father was a man of the faith, a man of the cloth, I should say. And oh, he um, was
2: a child PK. A- Kid? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and I feel like
0: even his family was like, you sure you could do this? Like, you sure you ready? His boys was like, you sure you ready? I don't know if you ready. And Ayana was such a very, I think, just open and willing soul. She's had a tough past um, with her her parents and she was adopted. And so she also, you know, is looking for that security and love. And so I think people come on this show for a multitude of different reasons. And they are oftentimes all coming from, even if there's a bunch of different reasons, they all come from a similar place of like, I've had frustration finding love. And I feel like I'm just going to try something else. Now, What I think is beautiful is what she said where she was like, don't don't get it twisted. Like, even though you hear me crying, I'm still very proud of myself for like moving forward and getting out of something that isn't serving me and that was draining me. And I think that's what we all have to kind of take when we get out of relationships. I mean, I know divorce is an extreme from just getting going through a breakup. But ultimately, we have to be able to identify when something is not serving us and no matter how hard it feels to break that bond, oh my gosh, the other side of it is so much better. What do they say? When one door closes, a window opens, you know? They also say, don't block your blessings. They have all those sayings, all those sayings. For anybody who's listening right now that's going through a divorce or going through a very serious breakup and feeling like, oh my gosh, like this is just killing me. It's not always going to feel that way. It's not always going to feel that way. And whenever I've gone through a breakup, I always lean on logic because your emotions will run away with you. They will just take you down a road. So I always try and ground myself with even when I like let my mind go crazy, I ground myself with, Okay, why did y'all break up, though? Let's remember that. Let's mm. come back to that. Yep. Why'd y'all break up yep. To Why'd y'all break up? I also try and listen to music that is up-tempo with lyrics that I don't understand. So I listen to a lot of salsa because it's like... da 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 Now they may be in Spanish talking about like, you are terrible and you killed my heart. But I don't know that. I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> to me, it just sounds like, happy music...
2: <laughs> That's all it's not like. It's not like you dancing and you partying. Yeah, you just like, y'all ain't going
0: to keep me down. And you know what? She's young. She's young. She's vibrant. I mean, from what we saw on the show, like, she seems like a really kind soul with a dope personality. She going to find love again. And you know what's also interesting? The next time she finds it, it's going to be the right one because she done been through the wrong one. I yep. bet you put, I put money
2: on it. Yep. I put she sound like money She, she sounded like she was drinking it. brown liquor. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I hope she. I hope instead of drinking brown liquor, that she goes to brunch and drinks some Bellinis, you know, and drinks some rosé with her girls, and just gets back to herself. So, homeboy Jarrett, you know. See you at the club. (laughs) 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 Oh, man, you you guys out there, if you watch Love is and you got thoughts on this. I know you want to call me up and tell me if you saw this coming. Did you see it coming or was I was I by myself in it? Was I by myself in it? I don't know. Nails, what do we have coming up next?
2: All right. Coming up next, it's time for her public seals announcement. Amanda's going to get into it right here next on the Amanda Seal Show. We
3: are. We up. We up. Okay got something important to say. Allow
0: me to reintroduce myself. It's a Public Seals announcement on the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back, y'all, to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, joined by the homeboy DJ Nails, and it is time for the PSA, the Public Seals announcement. Now, I put out a video the other day on my Instagram just reminding folks that, you know, literally like two years ago, folks was really up at Sunday Sermon with Kanye West, praising and acting like this man was a man of God. And now we see that he's on something else. And I had so many people respond saying, oh, so now he's not a man of God just because he's talking about Nazis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And all those et cetera's are all the other things he's doing that are problematic. And, you know, it made me say to myself, we really need to get our th- ourselves in focus when we look at how we classify people. And I wanted to write a PSA speaking directly to that. <clears throat> I see a lot of talk about what makes a man of God. I know for some, it's as basic as saying Jehovah's name. For some, it's as easy as just making the claim that you intend to bring good even when you consistently maim. For some of you, godliness is just about living in breath and regardless of what a man did in life, you give him praise in death. Well, I come from a different point of view. For me, the concept of godliness is not just in what you say, it's in what you do. They say it's close to cleanliness, but folks be dealing in dirt. They say it's love and light, but folks is handing out hurt. And yet some will still say that those folks are moving in God's way because of a belief that every dog has its day. Well, I don't mean to sound sanctimonious. We all make mistakes. And I sure as hell ain't self-righteous. I cursed out someone today. But I live a life of calling a spade a spade. Knowing leopards don't change their spots as easy as turning lemons to lemonade. Two things can be true. One who wants praise from a pew can be doing godliness wrong even if they once made Jesus walk in a song. And that yeah. is today's Alex Seals announcement.
2: My dog, you sanctimonious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just had to get that off right there. I just had to get that off a little poetics for you right there on this lovely morning. This is the Amanda Seal Show. Would love to hear your thoughts on the PSA. Hit us up, 1-855-AMAND. That's 855 262 6238 I'm hoping the poetics inspired some responses. You know what I mean? Because that's what the PSA is meant to do. Any thoughts before we get to the next break, Nails?
2: I love everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> everything just flew from your head. <laughs> <laughs> We got
0: more of the Amanda Seal show. Now. I'm lighting the incense. I'm lighting the incense. <laughs> we'll be right back, y'all. Right
2: here to the Amanda Seal
3: show. The Amanda Seal show. We up. We up.
2: We up. All right, we're back here on the Amanda Seal show, and this money making Monday is nails right here. We got Amanda Seals there, and I will appreciate all the feedback you guys are giving us on all the content that we're pushing out to you, especially in having uh, here on the show and on the podcast earlier in the show. We struck a nerve. We clearly did because we were talking mm-hmm. about Chrissy and Jim Jones for Love and Hip Hop. They would have been engaged for get this eighteen years and she had enough. <sighs> we posted the question and is there an expiration date on engagements? A lot of you have something to say on the phone lines, eight five five Amanda eight that's eight five five two six two sixty three twenty eight. Let's go to the phones right now.
3: You get engaged too. Within two years, you should be married. There's no other reason for you not to be married. No distance,
0: no, oh, I'm not ready. Yeah, none of that. You get your ring,
3: within two years you're supposed to be married. If not, kick rocks. You got to keep it moving on. And furthermore, what I've learned about relationships
1: is you will get exactly what you allow people to do That's- to you, to talk about you if you don't
3: maintain your own image of what you need in a relationship. So until After you make it clear to what the other person needs and to what you need, your relationship is not going to work.
1: Hi, I'm calling about the topic if there's an expiration date on a engagement and I believe oh. there is because the whole point of a proposal is to a wedding. So when you're engaged, that's a time period where you're supposed to be planning for the wedding. And I think the time should be two years, maybe three years top. That should be more than enough time to plan a wedding. Now, if you know you want to be together for the rest of your life, but then you're not ready to be married, then just be in a relationship. Do not get engaged. Do not propose unless you are actually ready to take (laughs) that next step of being married.
0: I feel like
1: if you're engaged, it shouldn't be any more. Like, if you're planning a big ass wedding, then you should definitely, you know, stay engaged until, like, your plans are finalized and then you guys are ready to do it. Me personally, I
0: believe if you want to get married, you know, like, you don't have to have a big ass wedding. You can go right down to the courthouse and do it that way. And that's what me and my husband did. <laughs> we dated for a couple years. Not even, we were engaged
1: for two months and then married two months after that. So, I mean, I just feel like when you know, you know. But, yeah, I just kind of feel like, you know, if you're engaged for, like, eight years, y'all might as well just be boyfriend and girlfriend and not get married.
0: Hi, I'm calling in regarding the marriage question. I was together with my boyfriend for 25 years before we got married. There was no need to rush it, and we've been married for a year and a half now. Wow. All right. Well, Nails, I guess we stand corrected. <laughs> For real. <laughs> they uh, got the, us
2: the, together. Uh, both of them said, the, the first two said two years, two and a half years, two, three years. Uh, okay. I get it. Okay. Uh, my friend George. I mean, George, listen. Okay. Can I tell you my friend George, his girl, Just remember the wedding I was just there like two weeks ago, right? In Orlando, right? He proposed right. to his girl on 12, 11, 21, they got married eleven eleven twenty two this year. So that was less than a year.
3: Okay.
0: I mean, listen, so- it, it, I still stand by my thing. Like, it, what's for you is for you. You know? I mean, I think there's something true to what they're saying about the fact that, like, well, if you're ready to get married, like, why you need all these years? You know? But then I know some people are like, well, we want to have a certain level of solidity. And, you know, the mar- the engagement is is somewhat kind of like a it's a seriousness of the connection that has been made. It's like we've leveled Mm -hmm. up from boyfriend, girlfriend, you know? I think for what it's worth, though, we also have to acknowledge that this idea of marriage and this concept of marriage and this realness of marriage has definitely um, morphed over the years into different things for different people. And it's not just a one-way track, and it's not just a one way of doing things. So... Shout out to everybody who called, though. See, y'all be y'all be caring about a certain things. We have on four it. Be people <laughs> on it. Be on it.
3: <laughs> All right.
0: Well, you know, nails and I have never been engaged, and we're not married, so you know, we're just talking from theory. Y'all are talking from your own experiences, and I love hearing those calls because that's what makes this show so great is that we can expand the perspective beyond just us and include what y'all are saying and get thoughts that are coming from places that we've never been. So thank you. For calling. Uh, when we get back, we are going to talk about the best date that we've been on. So we're going to talk from our own experiences because me and Nails are continuing with our ongoing series, getting to know Amanda and Nails. Coming up next, right here on the Amanda Seal Show. The
3: Amanda Seal Show. We up. We
0: up. We up. Welcome back, y'all. It is the Amanda Seal Show. Hope everybody's having a fabulous Monday morning here at the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and I'm joined by my homeboy who. Listen, DJ Nails and I—we just met when we started doing this process. So, for those of you who don't know, we have an ongoing segment where we are getting to know each other by asking yeah. each other a, a question that that is revealing of our character and of our 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 values, our our likes and dislikes, etc. So, Nails, what is today's question?
2: So today's question is, "What was your best date and why?" I'm gonna start with you because I have one that. You you'll probably be surprised by it. so I just want to go really? back. Let's let's yeah let's start off with yours.
0: Okay, I would say my best date. Now I will say this: best date doesn't mean that that's the person you ended up with. Okay, mm-hmm. like that. Like listen, like me and Devon, we are madly in love. Devon is taking me on dates, but I I feel like this particular date. Tr- trumps the dates but you know why it trumps the dates because I think for me and Devon like we already know each other so mm. like it, it he didn't have to do this extensiveness
3: oh, okay, <laughs> like, okay, okay.
0: you feel me you feel me so <laughs> um when I was dating the dude who played Daniel on Insecure he for my birthday uh we went out to um we went out to Laguna Beach And this I was still new in L.A. So I didn't really know kind of like the full scope of what California had to offer. But he was like, nah, like I'm going to take you out to Laguna. We're going to have a good time. And he took me on this boat and we saw the biggest herd of dolphins I have ever seen in my life. And, like, for anyone who knows me, like, I love animals. I love animals. And I was on this boat not knowing what we were going to see. Like, I didn't know if we were going to, like, some little island to have a picnic or whatever. But we ended up, like, seeing this beautiful herd of dolphins. It was incredible. They were, like, around every part of the boat. Then after that, we came back in. And then we went to this, um, this, this show where they basically, like, make a painting out of people, And then the painting comes to life. So they'll like reenact like a famous painting, but like with the bodies of humans. And then those people will come to life and like perform to like an orchestra performing. And it's in like Mm. a beautiful amphitheater. And so we pull up and he opens the trunk. I'm like, what's he getting from the trunk? And he had a picnic basket. And he had like brought a picnic basket with a blanket and with like cheeses and drinks, and you is like a bring your own picnic event, so then we go and like he had blankets for us, and so we like sat there and watched the whole performance while we notched on the blankets while we notched on the cheeses and the and we had the blankets and like it was just something that I had never experienced. I had never had a dude kind of like show me um. a a good time in that way. I feel like dudes for the most part would do the same basic thing Right, they take you to dinner or you know what I'm saying they take you to a movie so that was like a really special date and we were outside of the city etc. Actually eventually like later on at one point he tried to say like he was like you know you acting like I I led you on and I'm like nigga you took me to see dolphins. (laughs) Like if you ain't listen if you don't want a woman to fall in love with you don't bring them to see dolphins. Okay. (laughs) There's just that. All right.
2: Your date was something Like a uh, that you see on commercials.
0: I'm telling you, it was like one of those romantic comedy dates, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like, see, I'm wearing this chunky sweater. It's that kind of date, you know, where you're like wearing like a chunky turtleneck sweater and they start playing slow music and like a leaf falls in your hair and he like brings the leaf out of your hair and is like, ha, look at that, you know, make a wish. Okay, Nails, what's your date? What's your date? What's your date?
2: So mine was actually uh, an all-day thing. I I was just reminded about this over the weekend because I was staying with a friend of mine, a frat brother of mine. Uh Um, So I remember, you know how back home in Central Florida... Um, we see the sun rise, we see the sun set. We could be on either coast and we see it rise and set. Yes. I remember when I was in undergrad, uh, me and my girlfriend at the time, we ended up going out to Daytona Beach and watched the sun rise. Then we ate breakfast out there at a restaurant. Then we spent the day at the beach there. Then we went and ate lunch. Then we went on a road trip down to St. Pete Clearwater area oh, wow. and we hung out with some friends down there. She has a, a couple of line sisters down there. And uh, we ended up hanging out with them for a little bit. Then we ate dinner and okay. watch the sun set at St. Oh, Pete wow. Clearwater. So it was like a whole day, a whole of, day. of like just of, of a date, you know? And yeah. it was like, and we were in the honeymoon phase, you know? You know that, that's the so. <laughs>
0: thing. That honeymoon phase is when those dates happen.
2: Yeah. I and, and, love and the,
0: it for you. That
2: was one. And then another date, and this is the one where I said, like, you're were, you were going to be a little surprised by this one because, you know, I'm that party boy who likes to be out and about at a dive bar or a club or whatever. This one, we were in the house all day. Well, it was an all-night thing. And we just ordered a bunch of junk food. She likes sushi. I like pizza and tacos. We ordered a lot of food from Postmates and just binge-watched movies on uh, streaming services. It don't, it. To, you know, it don't take a lot. It don't take a lot to make me smile when it comes no, to a date. No, but that's true because
0: that's a very intimate space that y'all created for each other, yep. and it's like sometimes it doesn't need to be a whole lot of hoopla. It's just mm-hmm. the interaction between two people, and I think that's really what we also come to realize is that you can have like these great dates, but if that interaction, that intimacy, isn't there, then it's kind of like it fades past that honeymoon phase. You know what I mean? Yep. Like. That date that you're talking about with the sitting and ordering food and watching movies like that's me and Devon every weekend we're having that date every weekend <laughs> like feet touching each other on the couch watching something and ordering food and eating cookies etc cetera, etc cetera. so shout to everybody out there uh, who's had a good date I want to hear about your worst dates uh, also so we're gonna do that one we're gonna do that one next time but make sure that you hit us up with your best dates call us at 1-855-AMANDA-8 when you had a good date what made it such a great date you you know what I'm saying? Tell us about it. I want to hear it because when we share these stories, we give other people ideas, and they can pass it forward and keep the good times going. We're right here at Amanda Seals Show. We're going to keep the good times going, so don't move. The
3: Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all, to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda
0: Seals, and I'm joined by DJ Nails, and we are wrapping this up on this Monday. Nails, how you feeling going into this week?
2: I am feeling good going into this week with some great energy cuz I feel energized from this past weekend if you if you catch my drift.
0: I feel you. I feel you. I feel so relieved that my tour is over. The Black Outside Again tour, it was long, arduous and it drained the sh- out of me Uh, and I'm very 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 relieved that I get to be home and just kind of in one place the cancer in me loves being in my home and solid and uh, it's just nice to get to breathe some air of relief and I want to thank everybody who came out to the tour I hit a number of cities all over the US and I really really appreciate those who came and laughed with me and the last thing I'll say about the tour is that the next time I am on tour please y'all if you get front row seats be laughing, okay? Some of y'all <laughs> aren't laughers. Some of y'all have a good time, but you don't got a laughing face. You know, you don't be smiling. I'm looking down at you. You looking up at me like you just mad or you waiting to make, me, make waiting for me to make you laugh. Don't sit in the front row if you ain't a laugher, okay? And don't just do that for me. Do that for comics. If you're going to sit in the front row, be there to have a good time, okay? Be there to have a good time. Now, we're going to have a great time tomorrow. We got a lot to discuss. We got to get into Meghan Markle. Maybe she was right. These folks over there is kind of racisty. There's also her Netflix documentary, so I got to check that out so I can see if I can uh, swing that into the conversation. The royal family, you know, they've always been funny style. Plus, you're going to get to know me and Nails. We told you about our best dates ever. We're going to get into our worst dates ever. And you can check out the latest Amanda Seals Show podcast episode available wherever you get your podcasts. Nails, I will see
2: you tomorrow. Yeah, talk to you tomorrow.
0: All right. Talk to y'all tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Keep it high vibrational. And remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up.
3: The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.